just a bloke in a bar. Look, I don't want to be that parent. I know I'm being that parent. Like, I feel like because because he's my kid, is there something in my brain that is saying, like, he looks different to what he looks like to the rest of the world? <laughs> but I just have to say it. I've got to get it out of me. Fuck, I've got to get it off my chest, brah. I feel like I have a cute kid. Cute kid. We are, we are recording. <laughs> I'm just going to fucking say it. I feel like I have a cute kid. Like he doesn't have, like, you know what I mean? He's a cute kid. Yeah. I'm, I become, I become everything I hate. You become one of those guys. Yeah, I'm one of those guys, bro. Shit. But you get it. Clearly. I just feel like he's a cute kid. Like yeah. he got big eyes. Like, you know what I mean? But then I'm like, am I just being a loser parent? And every other parent's like, shut up, bro. Or every <laughs> other person's like, man, who cares about your kid? I wonder if it's I wonder if it's um like other parents would say shut up, or it would be not other parents because they get it, or maybe it's just people without kids that would say shut up. Yeah, I don't know. Like I I feel like I'm falling into the pit of your typical parent. You know what I mean? All the things I was the chosen one to fight, I have become. I don't know, bro. It's so hard because you. I don't want to be that guy. I don't yeah. want to go, my kid's special. Because like every parent thinks that. Yeah. You know, like, oh, my kid's cute. Every parent thinks their kid's cute. Yeah. I don't know, bro. But I think he's cute. I mean, it, he's still in the, I don't know what you'd call it with kids, but like, you know, when you're in a relationship, it's like the honeymoon phase. You only had the kid, what, five weeks ago. I know, but that's bad then. That means like, usually everyone kept telling me you're like, oh, as a bloke, you usually take like four to six months to like get that connection because they, really? they don't have a personality. Oh, okay. Because it's like, they don't have a personality. They mm. just cry, poo themselves and sleep. Yeah. Um, and and you, like maybe there's little moments but they're not really they, like they don't they don't respond to their name they don't like they literally just like eyes wide open what's going on but man like mine was immediate mm. you know what i mean the connection was pretty pretty immediate and it's only getting like stronger and stronger and stronger yeah right um but yeah i feel like i'm turning into <laughs> no no and then i woke up this morning and look maddie Inside, I'm still a young barbarian. Yeah. Sprinting down the town square, chasing and pillaging towns. And I woke up and the Wiggles were following me. Oh, no. And so I was so honoured. I yeah. was honoured that the Wiggles are following me. Like, the Wiggles, they're mm. the best. But then I was like, this, my youth is over. Yeah. I'm done. How, how many Wiggles are there now? I honestly don't know. Yeah. But they're like iconic. The Wiggles, bloody oath. But like my youth is destroyed now. I'm no longer the young young barbarian. Yeah. Just riding through the night with my pals <laughs> on a quest to conquer. You know what I mean? I can't do that no more. No. Nah. I'm the guy that's like with my son watching Wiggle stuff, going, making my son happy, doing dances and stuff. You know what I mean? It's a greater good thing. It is a greater good, but what about the young barbarian inside me? Huh? No one, you know, everyone always talks about that, you know, you need to make sure that the mother keeps her identity because she's more than a mother. She's a woman and it is True. rightly so. She is. And I said that to my wife as well. I said, you always got to remember like you're, you're Amelia and you're a woman, yep. not just a mum. But what about the barbarian? <laughs> no one ever says you've got to keep the young barbarian and say, you know what? You're a motherfucker, Denon. You've got to keep the motherfucker side. Oh, you've got to hide 
You got to hide the motherfucker now. No, it's just dead. It's gone. I'm gone. Fuck. All the young warriors are looking at me going, look at that old loser. <laughs> look at that fucking idiot. Yeah, look at that fucking old guy. <laughs> Decrepit old guy. And they're just like, we'll just pillage his town if we wanted to. Mm. I can't do it anymore. I can't pillage anything. Fuck. Oh, man. So massive shout out. I'm actually, the Wiggles, how good? How good? Maybe they can like get hookups for the young one. And then my son will be like, fuck yeah, my dad's the man. <laughs> Funny story about the Wiggles. I actually, so the, the original Yellow Wiggles named Greg. And I, I, don't know when you, I don't know when kids are supposed to stop watching the Wiggles, but clearly I was still watching it in kindergarten when I was in school because I did a talent quest in front of the whole school as, the, as Greg from the Wiggles. As a Wiggle? Yeah, in front of the whole school. Honestly, I think they're so iconic that you can watch them at any age. Bloody earth. Because like, you just appreciate and respect it. Yeah. You're just like, uh, you are the men like, and women. Like, you just kill it and you've killed it for so long. And also... Think about the impact the Wiggles have had on oh. the, the generation. Yeah. Like the next generation coming through have all smiled to the Wiggles. Yeah. Think about that impact. Like that. so having a bad day, your kid, you know, crying or whatever, goes watch the Wiggles and all parents around the country are like, oh, my kid's mm. happy. I'm happy. Everything's good. But then the kid too, the kid's smiling, dance, laughing, dancing. Like that is hectic. Yeah, and how the Wiggles can uh, can affect you positively, obviously as a child, but then you grow up twenty years later, thirty years later, and then your kids watching the Wiggles, yeah. and it's a whole different full circle type of experience. Yeah, I love that everyone loves it. Like they did a um, overrated oh, no Wiggles slander. Oh, pl- not even, not oh. even, no way. Honestly, pack her up and get the fuck out. Yeah. Of here. <laughs> I remember when they won the hottest one hundred in twenty twenty one. Yeah, I'm not a Triple J guy at all, but I enjoyed when. When you the Wiggles like won, a Triple J guy. No, I I hate Triple. I do you not hate Triple J. I literally hate Triple J. Why? <sighs> They're just a group of people with different opinions to you, Maddie. Yeah, no, 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 no. I don't hate the people. I just it's not my. Oh, the music. It's, stuff. it's the music. Oh, okay. No, no, Triple J people are fine. Okay. okay. Yeah, I just don't you like the music. Should be more selective, Maddie. Yeah. Ugh. With a platform comes responsibility. Sorry, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm just not a Triple J Tobler from Hello Sport He has a Triple J tattoo See there you go And you like Tobler Man I love Tobler With his flare jeans yeah. Well he doesn't have flare jeans anymore Look, Since he's run the- hey. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Once flare jeans Always flare yeah, jeans right. You don't try and run Don't try and run away Metaphorically <laughs> and physically From the flare jeans You gotta yeah. own it brother yeah. You could have been The flare jean king And you let You let the punters And the dribblers Bully you out of the greatness mm. of you, your uniqueness. Mm. Don't let them bully the uniqueness out of you, brother. You had to do a whole freaking marathon. I know, just to so, shake it. Just to shake it, <laughs> mate. Own it. You know what? Own it and do the marathon. That's the big, big hog move. Yeah, that's the huge hog move. I actually rolled into their studio Monday and still had the exactly. Flare jeans. It says I'll do a marathon and fuck you. Flare jeans are coming back in, and if they don't come back in, I don't give a fuck. Fuck. That would have been so alpha. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So don't let them talk Tobler. Bring them back, baby. Bring them back. Hey, I tell you what, Tom and Eddie, <laughs> have you seen some of their photos from fucking what they used to wear? <laughs> so good. Fucking glass houses, hey? And there's a fo- there was a photo that went around recently of Eddie at DEFCON and he was wearing a dog tag. Look, <laughs> we've all got some stuff and pictures that we're not oh, yeah. happy with. And if, you know what? If you don't have some pictures that you're not happy with, you haven't lived, baby. Exactly. You haven't lived. I mean, you can find pictures of me in pink singlets and chains around, not big chains, but like little chains around <laughs> yeah. the neck. Maybe some, some, you remember the stronger Kanye West sunnies? Oh, of course. Some of them. Yeah. You know, 
You haven't lived, baby, and also celebrate your uniqueness. It's boring. It's bo- Conformity is boring. Mm. It's just boring. So, Toblo, you missed a trick there, mate. Bring the jeans back. Don't let the punters and dribblers, you know, okay, yeah, you look like you're going parachuting or something, but <laughs> just, just embrace it, baby. How good is it when you get to that age and everyone gets there at a different time? Because as kids, all you want to do is fit in, right? Yeah. But when you get to that age, whatever it is, that you're just like, fuck it, I am who I am. And then you embrace that and then you actually gain more respect. You actually fit in more. Yeah, 100%, yeah. You know, it's it's so, it's funny, like it bloke almost, I don't want to say exploded because it sounds so corny, <laughs> but I guess grew quickly, ironically. So basically my whole MO from the start with bloke, oh, sorry, the locker room, mm-hmm. it was don't make it about you. It's all about the player. Like, no one gives a shit about you. Who cares what you have to say? Everything should be geared towards making the player the on the pedestal in the spotlight to give the best story because that's what the fans care about. And, and to a degree, that is absolutely still the case. You know, yeah. when I have a guest on, it's all about them. You know, all my attention is on them. And, you know, I know some people joke when, you know, I bring up my own anecdotal evidence and or anecdotal stuff. Like if I talk about, oh, I, you know, my time at the Broncos, it's only ever to reaffirm whatever story they have said. I'm not yeah. just trying to go on a tangent and talk about myself. But most of the time it's all about them when I do the interviews. But ironically, the numbers got way bigger when I just said, you know what, like I'm just going to be myself. Um, and people would, people think that like, say, you know, a person like me who I'd say I'm relatively secure, um, you still like ask people, is this funny? Is that like I ask my missus sometimes, is this funny or is this too far, yeah. or is this too much? You, you, you run shit by me all the time. Yeah, exactly. So it's not, you're not just going to wake up one day and be like, I don't care about anything. Like, of course you care about what people think. Anyone that pretends that they don't care about what people think, but it's, it's about what you do with that, you know? And also you've got to understand where is that negative chat, if there is negative chat coming from. If it's coming from genuine constructive criticism, that matters. You should listen to that. Yeah. If it's coming from a place of just nonsense and, you know, they're not happy with their own stuff. Um, and so with Bloke, it only really began to really kind of blow up when I, I guess, introduced my character, um, like as in who I am, with the, almost a reaction content, you know, yeah. with the gooseys and, and all that, which is, you know, I look back now and you look at it and you go far out. Like that's, you're putting yourself out there, carrying on the way you were, I was carrying on. But I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to be me. Um, and I know it sounds so corny when you talk about, you know, you just got to be yourself. And I think some people, ironically, when they say, oh, you just got to be yourself, they think, oh, that means you've just got to be quirky. Like, mm. oh, being yourself is just being the quirky guy. It's like, no, no, no. Being yourself is yourself. Like, what do you yeah. enjoy? Like, what, what do you like normally? And look, there are certain things you've got to curtail, you know, with the way you do things. You, like this idea that you should not care about what anyone thinks. No, like conformity is also a good thing. I mean, conformity is what civil, like, us conforming as societies built civilization. So if we didn't come together and work together and, you know, work for the common good, then we wouldn't have been able to build literally civilizations. Um, but at the same time, you, you know, being yourself, like I always say this to when people are like worried about, oh, should I try this, should I try this? I say, okay, tell me the last time you watched someone do something that you thought was cringe or you didn't like. They'll go, yep, I'm thinking about it. Okay, how much time did you give it thought after mm. you watched it? Yeah. You didn't think about it again, did you? You just said, oh, fuck, that's cringe. And then you didn't thought it again. It doesn't matter to you. Whereas to the person, they're thinking that if they do something that's not funny or cringe or whatever, they're thinking, 
that the per- people watching are going to be putting shit on them for the next three or four yeah. weeks. When in reality, they just go, oh, that's shit. And they just keep thinking, no one gives a shit. Mm. No one gives a shit. Well, yeah, because everyone's... I think this is about like, um, like when you say dumb shit, just to your mates on a, on a, when you're you know, having a few beers and the next day you regret it. You're just like, no one cares. You, it's just because it, like, everyone's their own main character in their life. So you mm. just think that everyone thinks... Think the world rolls around you. Exactly right. Yeah. But then... I don't know who told me one day I was like worried about like just carrying on a bit um, after a night out. And someone's like, mate, how many times have you been pissed off at one of your mates for something that they've said or done on a night out? I was like, literally never. I just always think it's funny. And they're like, mate, everyone's the same. No one cares. You yeah. just, you just, it's the same, it's the same kind of thing. Yeah. Because most reasonable people, most reasonable people know everyone makes mistakes. Everyone does silly things. And anyone that tries to sit there and go, you know, if you're super judgmental of other people, in most cases, you're really just judging yourself. Yeah, That's, it's usually what's happening. If you went, if you delve deep enough, now look. To be fair, like there is a lot of cringe on the internet where I'm like, you need to just chill out. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's on them. That's not for me to you know sit there. And I'm not perfect. I'm sure when I was younger, I probably would have said, mate, that's super cringe. What are you doing? As you get older, though, you realize, you know what? It's not my problem. It's not my problem. Like I I shouldn't be involved in saying. Anyway. I don't know where we all got down there, but let's get started, mm. shall we? Let's oh, get to yes. the ritual, baby. Well. Woo! Oh, yeah. It doesn't get much better than that, baby. Make sure to get in your local. Grab a case of bloke beer. It's finals footy, baby. Get into your local bottle in New South Wales, Queensland. We are on special in all of them. Also, we're in every celebration as Liquor Legends. You know the stores, guys. Look, if you're driving away from work or you're driving to work or wherever you're going, just pick up a slab for when you can sit back and enjoy your weekend. Um, you know, it's a beer. You know the owner. You know the guy that started it, and you know the reason it was started. It was started for rugby league. It was started for sport in this country to sit back and enjoy it while you watch sport. But also, it's about your mates. It's about blokes coming together, enjoying each other's company. Uh, it's funny, like, people, when, you know, creating a beer, you know, some might think, oh, you must be, like, full know everything about beers and all that mm-hmm. kind of insight. And, like, no, that's not it at all. The beer in my opinion, obviously you ha- it has to taste nice. And our beer clearly does taste nice. It's been around for a few years now. People are, keep buying it. We have, a, you know, all that kind of stuff. But in my opinion, it's you're more selling a feeling to someone. You know, the beer is nice, but what you want to be selling to them is, is like the reward or the enjoyment of the moment. So you want to be selling to them when they sit down, they got a bloke beer in their hand, they're going, I love the content. I love what it stands for. Mm. That's my people. The footy's on. I've earned this. I'm sitting down, enjoying myself, having a beer. It's the moment that you're selling, not necessarily. Because, look, at the end of the day, all the most of the lagers and beers, like I understand people have certain favourites, but you can find ones, like the, you can find four or five beers that you can just enjoy. Like, it's just oh yeah no there's no miracle beer. Aside, of, aside from uh, Stone and Wood's Pale Ale that was – basically like a, a first kind of beer, as in first first of its kind to hit mainstream yeah. in Australia. That changed the game and then a, a lot of people jumped on the pale ale thing. And like you might say there's some IPAs and all that kind of stuff out there. But when it comes to commercial beer, like you might vary slightly where you don't like certain beers, but there's at least three or four beers that you go, you know what, that's good enough to drink. Yeah, It's the moment that you're trying to sell. 100%. It, that, that's what it is. You want the feeling of when they hold in the beer, it's first of all, it's nice, but second of all, 
it makes them feel good. It makes them be like, fucking oath, man. This is this is enjoyable time. I've got my mates around me. I'm watching the footy. I'm watching sport. Um, and this beer, like, this beer represents me. This is my people, my community. Uh, that's what you hope for. So, anyway, grab a case of bloke beer from your local. Uh, also, Telstra Footy Country Tour. Telstra, in collaboration with the NRL, are hosting the NRL Telstra Footy Country Tour, which is well underway. Former and current NRL legends are visiting remote and regional communities with coaching clinics, club gala days, and prize photo ops with trophies. The tour has the tour has a bearing. Oh, oh! The tour has been going through Queensland, Victoria, and New South Wales during this final series, finishing at the 2023 Grand Final at a Core Stadium. The link for more information of where they will be going and how to register is in the show notes. Massive thanks to you to Telstra for uh, partnering with Bloke in a Bar. Really do appreciate it. And Telstra, what, what I love about Telstra is they've been supporting rugby league forever. Oh, I still can remember. One of yeah. the longest standing sponsors in the game. And I think when you're a player, you don't really appreciate how important that... Um, I think these days, these players are. I think back in the day, you didn't really know as much. Um, but you don't really appreciate how important the sponsors are. Mm. Like how much money Telstra has put into rugby league that helped rugby league. Um, it's, it's, it's probably the most when you think about it. Like what other sponsor has been as long as Telstra? And oh, footy? it's definitely Telstra. I've, obviously, I don't know that for a fact, but as long as I can remember, it's been the Telstra premiership. Yeah. And so like you put your money where your mouth is. You know what I mean? You could talk a big game, but when you've been in part of it for 20 years, clearly yeah. Telstra is about rugby league. Uh, so massive thank you. Uh, but yeah, another week done and doosted. Oh, also guys... I am going to be on the Maddie John show tomorrow on Fox League from six till seven. Myself, Maddie Johns, Sammy Burgess, Fletch, and Hindy. That is just plus the Sammy Burgess as well. Oh, that's big so good. Sammy! So that's from six till seven. Make sure to tune in, guys. Cannot wait to join Maddie. It is uh, yeah, so cool. So you're going to be on there before. The Broncos prelim. Yeah. Oh wow. So I'm a sweating bullet. Yeah. Sweating bullet. Far out. You'll just see water peeling from my face. Yeah. Because I'm just sitting there going, oh my God, boys, please just win. <laughs> Shit. Because like the Broncos are in this, they've got so much pressure on their shoulders when you think about it. Because if they lose this game, the season's been a disappointment. Mm. Terrible season. Yeah. Yeah, true. And you're like, hang on a sec. They weren't even in the finals last year. Mm. When you, like, it's still a successful, even if we lose tonight, even though we shouldn't, even if we do lose tonight, it's still a successful season. Oh, you, you go back to season preview or whatever you want to do. And a genie comes up to you and says, prelim, would you take it? Everyone would have been like, wow, yeah, great season. Massive, great, really good season from the Broncos. Um, so that that's what I, I don't want for the boys. Anyway, we'll, we'll get into the preview yeah. when we get to it. But how you been, Maddie? How you been, mate? Good. I'm pumped. As I say every week, but this is, just, this is just the best time of year. It's actually, you know, South have been in the last five prelims, so it's kind of, kind of weird uh, not being a ball of anxiety <laughs> uh, in the lead up to the two games. But yeah, I'm so pumped for tonight. I, we'll, we'll get into the games, but obviously Penrith should win. But I've just got this, like rugby league is just all about these crazy storylines. And I just have this, I, I, I just have 2021 etched in my brain. I'll never forget. We did the live stream here, you and Hello Sport. And Dave, he goes for Storm. And I, I remember South won the prelim against Manly. And then he said to me, he's a Storm fan. He's like, oh, so we got you in the grand final. Like, that's how certain people were that Storm were going to win two years ago. And I feel like it's the same thing 
this week. I'm not saying <laughs> Penrith aren't going to win, but I just we haven't had our curveball yet. I don't think. I know. And I feel it, like there's drama coming. It's. I think something's coming because it's just like. Rugby league, it doesn't go to the script, baby. It doesn't. It never goes to the script. That's why we love rugby league. And that's that's why I'm like, baby, go to the script. <laughs> go to the script, rugby league. Don't give us any surprises. Please, please. Imagine if Storm wins tonight and then you guys win. And then you guys, it's been Broncos versus Storm. Three three games out of finals. four for you but guys. The problem is if Panthers win, yeah, I know. that's to the script. Yeah. So, so the then script Warriors. is only left. For the Broncos. <laughs> That's lose. like, shit. <laughs> shit. Oh, man, please, please, seriously. I was thinking about this as a, as a complete neutral fan. Mm. As a neutral fan, I want the Warriors to win the comp, mm. obviously. I think mm. most people do. As a neutral fan, though, I want the Storm to knock out Penrith because fuck Penrith. We're sick of Penrith, right? But also as a neutral, the game I want to see is Panthers versus Broncos. So I'm kind of I'm kind of got a foot in every result here. Yeah. <laughs> Because, like, the Panthers-Broncos standard of game oh. will be psycho. 100%. Like, it'll be – unless unless the Panthers just find a way to just, I don't – like, just peel apart the Broncos' defensive, like, on their line. Yeah. But and I just think that the, the speed that game will be at will be yeah. seriously unmatched. And correct me if I'm wrong, someone, but, like, when's the last time we've gone to a grand final where it's, like, a genuine one-versus-two flip of the coin 50-50? I reckon it's been – I reckon – I cast my mind back to Roosters Storm like five years ago. Maybe that was it. Ever, ever since then, there's always been a kind and of... And Roosters came out and fucking dominated. Roosters touted them up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it'd be great to see a genuine, genuine grand final. Could you imagine if this, the, the grand final was Storm Warriors? I know. I know. I can't. I haven't thought about it. But that's that was crazy. That's another great grand final. Yeah. Because Storm Warriors have this weird rivalry. Mm. I know recently, you know, they haven't... but. Over the last 20 years, yeah. Warriors somehow, some way, beat the Storm. And if you look at results, sure, the Warrior, the Storm have got them just on win-losses. But, like, the, still the game is crazy. They get into a grand final, it's 50-50 for me. 100%. I, if they get into a grand final, I, I reckon even back the Warriors. Warriors. Yeah. Because, like, they got the magic on their side. I think their forward pack is, you know, not significantly, but noticeably better. Yeah. Uh, and that's, again, no one's talking about that, but that's a possibility. Mm. Like, no one has talked about it could be a Storm Warriors grand final. Far out, imagine that. <sighs> Mate, if the Warriors get into a grand final, that thing is like, I'll be devastated, but I'll be so happy for, A, the Warriors, because I know them as a club, and yeah. I, know, I know what they've been to a degree, and they were so good to me as a club. Um, but as a country, <sighs> that footage of the whole crowd singing that song in Mate. the stands last week, so good. Was wild. So, so good. So, could you imagine Warriors in a grand final? So, look, what, as I said, we said on Wednesday, the good thing is, is at least the Broncos or Warriors are going through. Yeah. That's the good thing. Like, the Broncos, and I, I, how weird is it when you're a fan of a club and you can't understand why other people don't like the I club? I know, I know. You're like, all this Broncos hate has just come out of nowhere for me. I'm like, like, for example, there's like comments last week, like, oh, you're Broncos biased and you, you know, I'm like, bro, they literally towed the storm up in a pre, like yeah. in a semi, like, of course I'm going to speak positive, but this just Broncos hate has just come out and I'm just like far out. You get so blinded by your own yeah. love for a team that you can't understand. Like, for example, they would probably point out, oh, this is why I hate the Broncos. You know, they have all these stars and they did this or they cheat in games. They get all the calls or they get all their games at Suncorp or they get all the Friday night games. So there's legitimate reasons 
But because you love the club, you can only see the good in the club. Yeah. Mate, I'm the same. And so you're like, how can you hate the Broncos? They're fair. They're fun to watch. Yeah. They've got young superstars. Paddy Carrigan. Everyone loves Kevin Walters. You know, Reese. You know what I mean? So it's you, it's like when you love something, you're just like, no, I can't see yeah. the bad. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm the, I'm the same with Rabbitohs. But, and I get it. I get, I get why you would say that because there's so many reasons to like the Broncos mm. right now. But I was, I was grown up ta- like taught to hate the Broncos and mm. especially hate Queensland. I think... Mm. The, the origin has a lot to do with it as well. Like yeah. everyone down here, no one, none of my, every one of my friends would, will go for Penrith in the grand final. Yeah. It's just, it's amazing. Cause you go like the way I see the Broncos, I'm like all cool young superstars. Yeah. Super exciting. Like we're not even like, okay. So Penrith Panthers are exciting to watch, but they're a grindy footy side. Yeah. We're talking about a side full of young hot throbbers that will literally throw cutout balls in their own 10 meter. Like, like the most exciting footy you can watch. And yet, and yet they hate it. And it's, look, I'm not sitting here saying that um, they shouldn't be. You get it. Mm. You, I get it. Like, I get, you know, I understand the Queensland connection. I understand the early 2000 and people saying, you know, how do they fit under the cap all those years ago? All that kind of carry on. I, yeah. I get it. I get it. Um, but it is, it is funny that your when as your team becomes more successful, the more hate they get. Oh, 100%. You know? Yeah. So, you know, last year was like, it was almost... Yeah, they got shit for for bowing out, but there was that was like almost laughing at them. Whereas <laughs> yeah. this year, there's this like you know f the Broncos mm. and fuck this, mm. fuck that. It is funny watching that. It's and you're right though; it's it's actually got nothing to do with the current seven E that's mm. going to run out tomorrow. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with them. No. They're you They're could so argue likeable. if you put a, a like a plain jersey, like no affiliation, neutral jersey on them, mm. everyone would love that team. Oh yeah, because they play. So exciting! Oh, they're great to watch. The only, the only play I know, Reese Walsh, probably polarizing. Outside yeah. of that, yeah, you know, there's not really polarizing guys there. Mm. Really, um, it's funny though with Walsh. Like, at least his his style of play is so yeah. exciting. The everyone's kind of like, yeah, I hate you in Origin, but I actually kind of, I actually kind of like you. Well, it's hard to be like, it's hard to be a hater on Reese Walsh because you go, holy, yeah. he yeah. just did that. Um, but so, but I, I obviously I love Reese Walsh. I think he's oh yeah, mate. I what he brings, the passion he brings. Like I understand he's going to say silly things and he's going to do silly things. But that's like it's part of the charm for me. Like he, he, the one thing you can never knock Walsh on is how much he wants to win. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Like you can't say to me that if he was in your side, you wouldn't love him. Mm. He every single play, and also like he doesn't take a backward step. And I know it's stupid. It would get fucking dropped by some of these big boys. Yeah. But he he runs the ball hard. He never – you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so I, I love what he brings to the game. And he's he's the almost the perfect character to be – to put bums on seats. Yeah. Because there's going to be so many people that want him to fail. Yeah, for sure. And then there's obviously going to be so many people that want him to kill it. And it's these highlights. And he's always going to be in the big moments. Mm. He just seems to gravita- gravitate towards them. I think – and this could just be my opinion with Reese Walsh, but like I think, yes, he definitely has he has haters, but I reckon he has more people that aren't haters that just he pisses them off, yeah, because he's so good, so arrogant, <clears throat> blah blah blah. For me, um, like I've always liked Reese Walsh, I've always thought he was exciting, but before Origin, I was like, he's gonna get pumped, mm. he's gonna get pumped here, like he's not gonna he's gonna get shown up, blah blah. blah. Yeah. And that game one where he just put his head where no one wants to put their feet, mm. I think everyone's kind of like, all right. Kind of respect you. Yeah. Kind of respect you, mate. Like, wow. You know what's funny is like, I wonder how many people hate him because he's hot. 
Oh, there'd be. Imagine if he was like rough as guts head, but he, so so he would actually if he was r- like rugged looking, he would be seen as a battler because he takes tough carry. You know, yep. a little battler for sure. I love that little battler. Like he gets his head in there. He does. He takes the tough hit up. So he ran it straight at Payne Hass during Origin. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Because he's hot. It's like he's not a he's not a little battler. Yeah. You know what I'm like? He's a good looking superstar. Yeah. It's so weird how yeah, you see true. different sides of th- like even. Even a guy like Cam Murray, who is beloved by everyone, but for the first few years of his career, he was never seen as a battler. No. But you looked at him play. If he looked like a, a rugged, tough mm. guy, immediately you'd be like, fuck, he's a battler. Mm. But because he doesn't look the part for the first couple of years, he wasn't seen like that. Obviously now he is because he's had to do it for so many years that you go, okay, he's a fucking battler. Mm. Um, it is just funny how the way, you know, certain, the, the look of a player sure. can influence what you think about them. So funny. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like even remember the obviously the, the when he went uh, down to the judiciary and was like dressed like Justin Bieber because he had an earring. In. <laughs> that it's was like, so oh my funny. God, what the hell? That was and that's so a funny. clear indication he's just hot. Yeah. And sometimes we hate hot blokes. Yeah. And and I'm not sit and I'm not sitting here saying if I was in opposition and I loved my team and I saw Reese Walsh getting mouthy, getting lippy, of course I would not like him. Like I'd be pissed yeah. off. Of course I get it. So I'm not sitting here saying that. Reese is perfect at all. Mm. Like, not at all. I, when he, uh, he's, he's exactly the kind of player that you'd love for him to play with for you, yeah. but you hate to play against him. And, and just as a fan, I have learned to embrace those kind of people in my team. Like, yeah. for example, I love that, everyone, that people get pissed off by Cody Walker. Yeah. I love it because he's my favourite player yeah. and, I, and I love him so much yeah. and he's a freak and, and I love him. But I love that he pisses people off. Yeah. And I'm sure... Broncos fans right. are the same. Luai is the same. Exactly. Penrith fans love how much Luai pisses yeah. everyone off. McInnes is the same. Yeah. You reckon the people loved Gordy Tallis that he was playing? <laughs> no way. <laughs> imagine imagine Gordy Tallis playing today. Yeah. How much other team fans would hate his guts. Oh, yeah. Because he's fucking tough, aggressive, in your face. Like Victor Radley for a period there. People didn't – you know what I mean? Yeah. I know he became, you know, obviously a cult hero. Um you know, so yeah, it's it's uh it's funny how it's. I think, look, you can't speak for every fan, and also we don't represent no. the majority of fans because we're deep in the game. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So sometimes when you're deep in the game, you can't take your blinkers off to yeah. what you're seeing. But I think we're getting better at going. You know what? It's part of the fabric of the game. Like yeah. these characters are what make rugby league so interesting. Like if you, like I know, like I love Reese. I love Reese. But I know New South Wales, when he was walking off doing these ones. Oh, mate, it was burning me. Like you're sitting there going, fucked up. Yeah. You fuck. You know what I'm saying? Mate, so yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. And, and you know what? You have every right to because because I, on the flip side of that, as a Queensland, I'm going fucking oath, mm. Reese. So, and, and you mean when, then when Fox was walking off doing that, I was going, hang on a sec, Fox, <laughs> what? <laughs> um, you know, so it's, it's, yeah, it's rugby league, baby. It's rugby league. It's rugby league. <clears throat> now, Greg Alexander has stepped down as New South Wales Blues advisor. Fittler is presenting to New South Wales Rugby League board today, outlining his plan to stay in the job for 2024. Greg Alexander has announced on SEN that regardless of what happens, he won't be there next year. <clears throat> I really like Greg Alexander. I love him. I, I, I like his commentary. Mm. I like his analysis. And that doesn't mean I agree with it all, all the time. Mm. Not at all. Like There's some things I'm like, I fully disagree. But I, I think, yeah, I like his analysis. I like his commentary. And even though I've disagreed pretty strongly with some decisions um, for New South Wales, 
Uh, no, I said it earlier today on the Matty Johns, Morning Glory with Matty Johns on SEN. But I don't think he gets enough credit for how often and how regularly he fronted up to the media and answered every single question that was asked of him. And as, as I said, I'd, even with some of his answers, a lot of his answers I disagreed with. But he did it so often, and I'm sure a lot of you listeners right now thought he was an assistant coach. Yep. For sure, for sure. There's a lot of people out there that think Greg Alexander is an assistant coach or at the very least in the coaching staff. Yeah. Greg Alexander was an advisor. Yeah. And yet he was taking most of the heat. Literally, I think he, I personally believe he was interviewed the most and maybe I'm factually incorrect, but I feel like he was almost the front man when it comes to interviews. I would say he would have been, yeah. And he was just an advisor. Mm. And so I just have to applaud his courage in that. You know, do you understand how hard it would be being an advisor? So you don't even have control over a lot of stuff. Like you are just an advisor. You say, this is my opinion, but you don't make the final decision. You're not in the coach's box. You're not even probably down at training. You, you might be down there like seeing over, but just an advisor is yeah. more just like, what do you think here? What do you think? You know, it's not, you're not making the decisions. Yeah. And yet you are fronting up after a record loss or another series loss, a back-to-back loss, every time ask, answering the tough questions that, and maybe maybe the inner sanctum it's different, and he does have a lot of a say or whatever. But he's there's way more. I would assume there are more people with more say than him that he is taking the questions for. I would, yeah, I don't know either, but I would I would assume like for example, Danny Badiris, he's an assistant coach. He's an assistant. Like he probably have more Joey say. Joey considered an assistant or at least a coach. Yeah, I think um, McGregor. I think he might have been an assistant. Yeah, like there's other was, people, and yeah. not to say that they wouldn't. No, of course. I think yeah. I think that Greg Alexander's leadership through a yep. really, really tough time is super impressive and it, it shows you why he was one of the best players of his time. Yeah. Like yep. it shows you why. Because he didn't have to do that. No. You, you think as an advisor that he should be doing the interviews after losses? Yeah. And like fronting up to 360 every Monday night and like that's, that's where you get the toughest questions. Yeah. On SEN, they were literally <laughs> taking callers from randoms. Far out. Just getting peppered. Yeah. And so I don't think he gets enough credit for that. I really don't. And I think it's more because people don't actually realise his position. Yeah. It's obviously it's still a position of influence for sure. Like it's a position, but it's not the it's not the key position. It's not the head honcho. Yeah. Um, I think he doesn't get enough credit as well for like he came in in 2018 when when Freddie did, and the, the whole reason he came in is because Freddie identified that he needed someone to look up to as well. He needed yeah. guidance. He was Brandy was Freddie's captain in the early 90s. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. So he doesn't get enough credit for any of the wins either. Yeah, and in and, that perspective, and again, you look at the record since he came in. He's had they've, as a group, had a fifty percent win yeah, rate. Three and three. And look, I know people want to be like, oh, you know, like um, the last few years we've been be- like beaten and blah blah blah. We've got this crazy roster. We're supposed to be going on this run or whatever. I just don't think people are giving enough credit for how hard it is to win Origin. Mm. Gus Gould is the winningest Origin coach in history. Behind him is Freddie Fittler. Yeah. It's Freddie Fittler and Freddie Fittler's crew. Um, so if you if you walk away from Origin with a 50% win rate over six years, yep. I think that's pretty bloody good, especially when it's the second best of all time. And after, if you look at the years before, like he came in when Queensland were on three in a row and what, 11 from 12. Yeah. So... I, I know. And I was so... And I understand. I understand yeah. it. I get it. As a New South Wales fan, you want to win now. Like, mm. who gives a shit about last year? I want to win now. I get it. But I just think, let's look at the the overall influence or overall results 
for Freddie, Greg Alexander, all the boys, yep. Dearest, Joey. And that's coming from a guy that I do believe changes need to be made to the system. Now I don't know whether that's Greg Alexander or Freddie Fittler, but clearly change needs to be made. Yeah. Um, the problem is, is like who is out there? Like just because they've struggled the last couple of years doesn't mean you're going to find someone better than Greg Alexander as a... Do you know what I'm saying? I agree. I agree totally. So, like, who replaces him? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's going to be tough. Yeah. It's going to be tough. Um, and as I said, that's coming from someone that says, I do think changes need to be made. Whether yeah. it's personnel or whether it's complete systems, mm. I'm not sure because I would need to know more information. Yeah. Um, if they had a good candidate out there, I would probably say, yep. If they had a really good candidate out there, you go, you know what, Freddie, he's had an incredible run. It's been six years. Let's bring someone, let's bring some fresh blood in and give them a crack. But who's going to be better than Freddie right now? No, there's no one. There's no one. There really isn't anyone. And, and yeah, and as we said, Freddie's presenting to the New South Wales Rugby League board today. Mm. And it's Brad Fittler. Let's not forget, it's Brad Fittler. He's, he's going to, he'll know this. He'll know something, that something needs to change. Of course. And also, if they win next year, which they could. Yeah. Then what? He's, he's, is he still the worst coach of no, all time? He's a, he's a genius. Again. Everyone <laughs> no, loves him. Like, I get, look, I understand frustrations. And at the time when you're losing, you're like yeah. so emotional about it. Um, I want to give an example. I remember, because I, I spoke to Freddie, and I know I know, I used to work there, so maybe I'm, I'm a bit blinded, but I, I remember talking to Freddie about this in 2019 when in game two, he made seven changes and he got Smashed. peppered, like absolutely peppered, just like he did this year, probably even worse. And everyone was calling him mad and like, they, like, what are you doing? Anyway, they won the third game, which is when Teddy scored that try. I yeah. remember saying to Freddie, he's like, I'm like, mate, everyone thought you you're off your head a week ago. He Freddie. gets it. Fred, yeah. No one gets origin more than Freddie in New South Wales. Yep. I, I, the only thing I would say, and I apologise if um, this is the way they do things, I think they need to sit down with all the staff, everyone involved at the start of the year. They need to make a list of the type of player that they want in that jersey. Yeah. Then when they're making the selections, regardless of form, regardless of form, does that player suit who we want in the jersey and the game plan that we are preparing to go in with for this whole series? Not just game one, for the whole series. I think if they do that, you won't see selections like, you know, and respectfully, Tavita Pango Jr., a lot of potential, had some good games, but you won't see selections like Tavita Pango Jr. Yeah. Because... Put it this way, even if Tavita Pango Jr. was playing as good as he could play, I personally, and it's easy for me to say I'm just an analyst, but I personally, if he ever said, let's say he was a Queenslander and he said he wanted to play for New South Wales, he would never fit my criteria mm. to put on the Queensland jersey. Yeah. And so that's the way I would do things. I would have criteria, like not just like um, who we want as a person, but also the way they play. Yes. And a good example of this is Queensland. I personally believe if Harry Grant was a New South Welshman, he would be picked and he'd probably play 80 minutes because he's the best hooker in the game. And he's, you know, he's quite a ways away, I believe, in front of the next best hooker. Whereas Queensland go, no, no, not only like is he not going to play 80, he's going to come off the bench because mm. Ben Hunt's going to play for the first 20. That is a clear, specific game plan. Is anyone going to really sit here and tell us that Ben Hunt's a better nine than... Yeah, Harry no, Grant? No way. No, but, but is Ben Hunt a better nine for the game plan that Queensland want to implement? Yeah. And that is where I think that New South Wales really need to be very – they need to hold their nerve and really confident in the, the 
the systems that they put in place at the start of the year of how they want to select players and who they're going to select. Yep. Because, like, if you did that, Jake Trevojevic never would have been left out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think, and we, and we obviously saw that in game one when Nico Hines was kind of just there just in case. Yeah, and got- and he, exactly. Exactly. And, and look, I'm guilty of it. Yeah, look, I, to be honest, if I sat down at the start of the year, I would have had a list. But as an analyst, I was like, just get him in there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, same. yeah. I was okay with him being 14. But in hindsight... In Nico hindsight, <laughs> um, as good as Nico is, and I think Nico has so much to offer, and I do believe he will be back in Origin. Did he suit the game plan? Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. The game pl- he didn't get any game time. Yeah. Now, if you had selected him for a very specific, you're going to put Jerome Lewin at nine, you're going to pull Hines on at six, and you're going to work with Cleary that way. Then you could, at, at the very least, you could say, well, at least there was a plan there. Yeah. At least there was a plan in place. It didn't seem to work, so we'll change that plan. Whereas the problem with the Nico Hines one was, it was when he came on and everything happened, it was, well, was it the plan or was it Nico Hines? I personally be, believe it was the plan. Well, but that was the was, question yeah. you, you didn't know the answer to when you were going to select game two. Yeah. Whereas with, if you had gone with a plan, you could have easily said, Plan didn't work. We don't pick Hines again because that's the only plan we've got for him in this system. Yep. Um, so that's what I think that New South Wales need to really focus on heading into this year is, is set up a game plan, set up a type of player they want to select. Um, and it might even be a type of forward and a type of back and a type of half. It, you, you just, it could be three different types, mm. but just a type of player that fits the principles that you want and then go from there. Yeah, I hope so. And I hope that... You know, people like I, I've like forgotten that we won game three really mm. well. So hopefully they can, like someone like Bradman Bess, for example, mm. like he, no one thought he was going to come in. Like on, on form, he probably shouldn't have been picked, mm. but he was picked mm. and he played really well. Yep. So like guys like that who you identify at the start of the year that would bleed for the jersey, that would do a specific job mm. and you just pick them regardless of form. Yeah, well, I mean, I'd go even, you got to give raps uh, to New South Wales. And, you know, they have been guilty of kind of playing players and then going, you know what, you don't get another chance. Yeah. A perfect example, though, is Crichton. He, he played his debut and he Great, had yeah. a poor game. Now, he was nearly a player of the series. Bloody earth. And he's almost, he'd almost make it, obviously, if Trell and Tommy are fit, you just have to go with them because they're absolute throbbers. But... He's almost played so well that he's putting pressure on people, Yeah, those two. And also, he is the next in line now, no matter what, because you know he can play great footy in origin, even in a losing side. Yeah, And that all comes off getting another chance, Yeah, getting another chance to prove yourself. So, Just on Trell and Tommy, and I actually, if you asked me this five or six months ago, I'd be like, no way, origin 100%, number one, blah, mm-hmm. blah. But mainly Tommy, do you reckon Manly and South are just tempted to say, let's let's say Tommy, not not South, because mm. Trell was a calf, it's it's unlucky. But Tommy's been injured a lot. Do you just say, can you just for one year just not play Origin? Yeah. You know what? It wouldn't be unreasonable for to ask that. Yeah. You know, you never want to restrict a player's ability to earn money yeah. and blah, blah blah. But I do think Tommy, unfortunately, is getting to the point where he's on so much money from the club. He probably needs to make a tough call and go, I owe the club at least a year yeah. of just focused on them. Because I think Caelan Ponga did a really good thing for Newcastle. Perfect example. Yeah. You know, you don't know what would happen if he had a played Origin. Maybe he gets injured, whatever. 
They had got to a finals. Man, he, like obviously Billy Slater picked Reese Walsh first and then he pulled mm. out. But that decision that was such a sliding doors moment for Queensland oh. and for the Knights. Massive, massive decision. Yeah. Massive decision. So you don't want that to happen too often though because mm. then it gets to a point where other clubs start going, well, I don't want my player playing Origin because I care about it. And yeah, then it true. ruins the Origin arena. Yeah. But I do think that there are exceptions that are, you know, Caelan Ponga's career was nearly over. Mm. Tommy Travojevic, you know, he's had a million injuries, yeah. unfortunately. And so he's getting into the point where he just – it is a special situation. Whereas I just don't think as a game we could – if we start going way – like further down that route of yep. players going, you know what, I get paid the most by my club, we will ruin the game. Because yeah. it's the one point of difference that we have over AFL. Oh, for sure. That yeah. they could have a billion dollars and they still couldn't replicate what we have. Yeah. Like literally a billion dollars. Yeah. State of origin is year on year the biggest sporting spectacle in the country. For sure. So we don't want to ruin it. And yeah. I know that cl from clubs you want to be like, yeah, but what about the club? What about the club? What about the game? Mm. What about the game? You know what I mean? Yeah. So and, and just for the record, I 100% agree with that. I have origins the forefront of my mind mate. all the time. But with, yeah, with Tommy, I'd be yeah, – as a Blues fan, I'd understand. Put it that way. There, there's exceptions. Yeah. And I think that – as I said, the Kalen and Tommy, it gets to the point where you go, you know what, just want to focus on certain things. But if it's like, you know, a club just randomly going, nah, we pay you too much and we don't, mm. then it's like, no, 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 no. That's when, honestly, I don't know whether they would could legally, but that's where I seriously reckon the NRL would should step in and mm. go, nah, no Come way, on. no yeah. fucking way. Because if you do that, you've set a precedent, yeah. then every club's going to do it. And then we've just ruined the concept of origin. And we saw what happened with City Country. Like we had they, res reserve graders playing that. Guess what happened in AFL? They tried to do an origin, and guess what the clubs did? Okay, they exactly it that, and it right. ruined the concept. Right. Okay. Now looking back, think about how fucking selfish that is from the clubs. Mm. Imagine AFL had origin as well. How big it would be. Oh, I know. Right. Imagine they had not only origin, but they had SA versus WA, Victoria versus. Yeah, because they could. Yeah, they could, but they <laughs> fucked it because they're too self-centered. Mm. Crazy missed opportunity. Like that could have. Like imagine a round robin. NT, SA, WA. Like, they could have had a mid-season fucking, like, yeah. generating hundreds of millions of dollars and they fucked it because they were too worried about themselves, too short-sighted, too yeah. worried about what they have, what ha yeah. was good for them in the, the moment. And isn't that, that's what Gus Gould talked about when, we, when, when you had him on the show yeah. the other day. Yeah. How, like, we just had people thinking about their contracts and not, not players, like, yeah. in, in the, up the top. No one looking further down the track, but they did that with Origin. Now look at Origin. Mate. I'm telling you, you just wonder how much money do you reckon AFL would pay to have Origin? Oh my God, yeah. Like if you said, AFL, if you pay a billion dollars, you can now have the Origin concept for the next 100 years. Yeah. They'd fucking take 100 it 100% they would. A heartbeat. Um, so, anyway, make sure to watch the following games on 9 now. Obviously, Panthers versus Storm and obviously Broncos versus Warriors. Watch it on 9 now, guys. I actually got a really nice message. Um, oh, fuck. Also, the amount of people that have done the survey, you absolute yeah. legends. Thank you so, so much. Got a really nice message on the um, – couple of days ago uh, on Instagram, a guy saying he forgot to put in the comment section as in the comment that you can leave at the bottom of the survey. And it, we'll put it in the show notes of the survey. Trust yeah. me, guys. Please, if you can, just just do it. It's really quick and it helps. It will help bloke. I cannot express to you enough how much it will help bloke grow. I just, 
yeah, you just got to trust me. Freaking unbelievable. Anyway, he messaged me. He said, I forgot to put in the box that I used to watch um, purely Fox, but now I watch Nine Now because oh, of bloke. Cool. Um, and just, I just really appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. that. Now, look, obviously you have to watch Fox at some point because you've got to watch every game. <laughs> yeah. So well, I hope he's not watching. <laughs> I hope he's not watching. I'm not going to watch any other footy. I'm just watching Nine Now. He's got Antiques Roadshow on. Yeah, brother. 7.30, 7.30 Saturday. <laughs> yeah, brother, you can still watch the other one. You can watch KO, but just when Nine Now's on, watch Nine Now. Um, could you imagine if that, like, bro, if he had that kind of loyalty? Oh, man. That's fucking mental. It's, bit, it's, a, bit, it's a little far. No, you know what? I love it. <laughs> Stop watching rugby league altogether and only watching the nine games. No, no. Um, but yeah, make sure to Panthers Storm, Broncos Warriors. What more is there to say? Best commentary on nine now. Make sure to watch it. Let's get into it. Eight Panthers versus the Storm. Luai confirmed. Mate, if Luai gets through this game, like Luai's already tough. We know Luai's tough, but he is a tough player. He's a f- unbelievably good player. If he gets through this, it'll be one of the all-time fucking knocks. Like, obviously, we knew Luai was tough. He's mm. played NRL, played Origin. But when he dislocated that shoulder and he, his facial expression was just deadpan, mm. like, I was like, oh, my God, you're an absolute assassin. Yeah. That, I was, like, I, I've always respected Luai, but my respect for him went up there. I was like, holy shit, you've just yeah. dislocated your shoulder and you were walking off like nothing's happened. happened. Yeah. He's, um, and if so, if he gets through this game and yep. it doesn't come out and he stays on the field or whatever, mate, Nothing short of amazing. Yeah. And I know I've seen even the NRL physio was kind of like, oh, it's not as crazy as some people think. And apologies if I'm saying incorrectly, but that was the vibe I got off the short snippet that I watched. Go to NRL physio to actually watch the snippet. I I, look, he obviously knows way more than me. Yeah. Let's just fucking put it out there. But I don't know. Like My experience as an athlete, I just don't know how he's going to get through two games if he does make the grand final without something happening. Is it? Is it... Uh, more a chance that he'll re-dislocate it or yeah. he won't be able to tackle properly. He'll re- Well, both, because he's not going to be confident. Yeah. He's not going to be, like, man. Especially with Nass running out, yeah? You've got Nass running at you. There'll be painkilling injections for sure. He's not going to be confident in that contact. And I just don't know. Th- four weeks after full dislocation, mm. so all those muscles are ripped. The stability, I know they're going to strap the shit out of it, but then it's also, okay, well, then his passing ability is going to be a little bit different. Like, all these little things... As I said, if he gets through the game and plays well, it will be honestly amazing. Like, mm. amazing. And we'll give him full wraps if he does. I mean, I think it's incredibly brave that he's already playing. Like, I incredible. think it's insane. Think like, like in, a, in the most positive yeah, way. Yeah, in, in a positive way. Think about this. Already won two premierships. Already been in three grand finals. Would have any of them knocked him if he said, you know what? Dislocated freaking four weeks ago. I'm going to go and get a reconstruction and mm. focus on next year. Yeah, no, no one. Like... Everyone would have been like, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. You literally, you need a shoulder reconstruction. And yet this is this is the mentality Panthers are going in with. They've got a six in Cogger that we know can play well enough to potentially win a comp. But they have such a dog mentality that Luai is saying, everyone knows I need a reconstruction. Everyone knows it's damaged. Everyone knows that if they run at me, there's a good chance it could pop out again. And he's still saying, I want my third premiership, baby. Mm. I want my third premiership. Already got two. Mm. And he is willing to go back out there, needled up, strapped together. He knows he's going to be targeted and he's still willing to go out. And if that isn't a representation of the dog mentality that Penrith have had now for four years, yeah. I don't know what else is. Yeah. This is. They're going into their third grand final with a key player 
an injury that usually they would be out for six to maybe even three months. Okay, so the first year, Dylan Edwards played with a broken foot. Mm. Second year, Nathan Cleary needed a shoulder reconstruction. Played with it. They rehabbed it, got him back on the field, played with it. They're going into their third year now. A key player dislocates his shoulder three and a half weeks ago or whatever, and he is coming back out to play against Nelson of Sofal-Solomona, because you know he's going to be going at him, the biggest, most destructive forward in the game, essentially. And Luai's going, let's do it, baby. Yeah, Let's do it. This is why Panthers are great. You can be as talented, you can have the best systems, all the resources, all the guys coming through. I mean, we watched this year teams with the most stacked squad in the competition struggle to make finals. The difference is they got 17 blokes that are dogs. Mm. That's the difference. If... If Penrith end up winning the comp, and even if they don't, but mostly if they do, like this Luai injury will, will be written to the history books like Cooper Cronk's yeah. shoulder in 18, Sammy Burge's broken cheekbone. It'll be like that because who comes back from a dislocated shoulder in round 27 and plays not just the grand final, but the goddamn prelim. The prelim and a grand final. And the problem is, is people won't want to give him his flowers if he does oh, achieve Oh, no this. way they won't. Because I get it. He's polarizing. He said some silly things. I'll always stand by the fact that if you meet Jerome Luai, you will know he's a good, nice guy. He's a good, nice kid. Isn't isn't he just the opposite of what you think? Totally opposite. Yeah. I promise you. And I know people don't want to believe that. I honestly don't care anymore. I know my experience <laughs> with Jerome. And and I'm the first to say, there's probably one or two things where I've gone, bro, that's silly. You shouldn't have done that. But outside of that, he will not get his flowers because he's so polarizing. But at the end of the day, he's out there doing it. Yeah. He's out there doing it. So we can all talk as much as we want. He's actually fucking doing it. He's going out to a prelim with a shoulder that was dislocated three weeks ago up against Nelson Asafa Solomona. Do you think you'd have the guts to do that? There is absolutely no way to even think about doing that. So most people listening right now wouldn't have the courage to do that, mm. but they won't give him the respect he deserves because of other things. And I'm not saying that you don't have a right to feel that way with the other things. I get it. I get it. But at the end of the day, you have to give this man his flowers that he's willing to go out there. And it's not like it's his first premiership. It's not even his second premiership. (laughs) He's going for his third premiership with a dislocated shoulder only three weeks ago. And it's like, it's not even the toughness of maybe you'll redo it and the pain. It's the toughness, which I would argue is worse or is is more tough of not letting your teammates down by missing a tackle. Yeah. like He's he's putting trust in himself here. So that in itself is tough. Absolutely. It's um, And knowing you're going to be targeted as well. Knowing yeah. that both game plans are going to be going straight at you all day long. So basically, if he doesn't make the most tackles he's made all year yeah. tonight, Melbourne Storm are kidding themselves. Mm. But we know they will. In the grand final, if, if they make it, if he doesn't make 40 tackles, Broncos, all the Warriors are kidding themselves. Do you reckon they'll put Crichton on his side? They switched all year, so... Yeah, mate, it's really hard to tell with the Panthers. Is Liam Martin normally on his side? Did he get moved there and then he moved back? See, they've been switching as well. I think Liam's back on the right at the moment, though. Yeah. So, See, again, he's, he's switched as well. He's switched as well. I think they might put Liam Martin on his side because we know Liam Martin's hyper-aggressive. We know he loves defence. And if you think back to the Rugby League World Cup semi-final... Liam Martin, he went after Nelson Osofa Solomona mm. and really targeted him. So he's not afraid to do it. Now, Nelson still may win the battle, but you're going to need the best defensive players around Jerome. Not because, you know, maybe he will be able to do his job, maybe not. 
but that's not necessarily the reason. The reason is there's going to be traffic down there. Mm. So you don't want players around him that are defensively a bit sus because if they are, there will be line breaks because certain plays that are supposed to land on Jerome, mm. they're not always going to land on Jerome. They might land on the inside guy. There's just going to be a lot of yeah. traffic down there, so you need your best defenders. Yeah, for sure. And we and we all know, like, Cleary's loving it. He's not going to have to tackle anyone tonight. So Mate. nothing's coming down that side. So Mate. you might as well put your best guys on the left. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I think it's going to be really interesting to see the Penrith Panthers boys rally around Jerome. Yep. Because they'll be playing for him. They've got a reason to play because their mate needs... At the end of the day, Jerome's not 100%. He'll need his brothers to support the, him through to that grand yeah. final if they do make it. Uh, on the Storm side of things, it's just one of those situations where across the park, Penrith are probably better. Outside of maybe the Storm, but the Storm's spine hasn't clicked as much as we thought it yeah. would this year. But they're just the one team the one team where it's all against them, where you think it's done, you think it's over, that you go, if a miracle can happen, Storm are the ones that can do it. Yep. If, if this was the Roosters, you know, or any of the other teams that have been struggling to put that form together, I'd be like, nah, it's not going to click for them. But because it's a Melbourne Storm, I just go, I can't fully write them off. For sure. I just can't. I think, like, if, if this was Pen Panthers versus Brisbane, I'd say Brisbane would have a more likely chance of winning than Storm do tonight. Mm. But if Storm win and Brisbane win, I reckon I'd be equally surprised. Like, I wouldn't be more surprised that the Storm won. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Like, cause just because we know that this is what they do. This is what they do. Absolutely. Um, it is, uh, mate. And that's, that's saying something because the Broncos have been in good form. Yeah. So you're like, okay, they're good form, but it just shows you the respect that that Storm jersey demands. Mm. It, it, you know, you can talk so much about performances and individual, but think about how much blood, sweat and tears have been put into that Storm jersey to demand so much respect that they're about to head into a prelim against one of the most dominant sides in rugby league history and we still have to go, you know what? They can do it. They can do it, yeah. That's how much respect that jersey demands. That's what history of greats, immortals, a club, a system... That's what that buys you, mm. where even if they aren't at their best, they still demand respect. And that's when you know you've got a club, special, special club on your hands. For sure. If I like if you're a Penrith fan listening, like obviously you've got every right to be confident after yeah. what's happened in the last few years. But I was speaking to one of my friends who's a Penrith fan and she said that she's the most nervous that she's been in like three years for tonight's yeah, game. Crazy. Like A, because of like like prelims, obviously prelims are the most nerve-wracking. Grand finals, you get in the grand final, you enjoy the week, it's mad. Prelims are obviously the worst for like being nervous, I reckon. But just because it's Melbourne and just because, as I said earlier, the same thing happened two years ago. Just mm. like there's a few nervous, nervous Penrith fans Absolutely. out there. Also, when you look at the Penrith right now, the jersey, it's really about this crop of players. Mm. Whereas the Melbourne Storm haven't won a comp since 2020. Essentially, all the players that made the jersey great, and this is, you know, essentially all the players, except for maybe Munster, because obviously Bromwich Brothers left, Kafusi left, yep. all that kind of stuff, they're not there anymore. And yet I would argue the Storm jersey still demands more respect than any jersey in the competition. Yep, agreed. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Even yep. though Penrith are the most dominant, it's more about the roster that they have been able to build. Now, if Penrith continue to do this mm. in 10, 15 years, then maybe it will be the same. But... The Storm jersey, the Storm organisation, they still hold that fear. It's almost like the Broncos jersey, you know, early 2000s, yeah. where it was just like, fuck, you'd run out and go, 
Like what? Like we're at Suncorp. Mm. They've got the that famous Broncos jersey on. Like what chance do we have? That's where the storm are at right 100%, now. Hundred percent. That's yeah. where they're at. Even if they're not at their best, it hasn't all clicked together. You know, they still demand respect, which is just shows you what good organization is. But I can't wait to see them play. Yeah, both too. teams. I can't wait to see Fisher Harris, Leota. I just think that this this Panther side is almost like cage dogs right now. Like they cannot wait to get out there. Mm. There is not a single drop of fatigue and not a single drop of complacency that seems to be coming out of there. It is looking like they've got them on leashes almost. Like mm. they look so fucking keen to get out there and that's scary. That's scary. I'd argue they almost look the most rested in the best form in all of the three years. I agree. Maybe that's got something to do with, obviously, because of the third year they've, they've done it, but because the season was like a little bit longer, they've just been they've been at the top and just waiting for a little bit longer maybe, but I agree. I reckon they're like a cage lion, just well, ready to go. 21, lost the first, pre- lost the first uh, game. finals game. Yeah. 22, they didn't they just sneak through one game? Well, Cleary was out for ages, and he didn't come back to a finals week one, and then... In the even in the pre, like I know the prelims tonight, but even in the prelim they were down twelve nil. Yeah, like, against the, the against Rabbitohs. South, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas like I don't know, like for example, when the Rabbitohs were coming into that game, even though Panthers may have been favourites, may have been, I still genuinely gave Rabbitohs yeah. a massive chance. Oh, South had way more of a chance last year than Storm yeah. do tonight. If you ask the that's experts. what I'm saying. Yeah, and that is probably off the back of. Penrith's dominance. How good they look right now and how good they've looked for, you know, they had like a little bit of a lull and then just went bang, (laughs) just bang. Uh, I think their lull as well, like their lull, if you can even call it that, was at the start of the year too. Like since since they lost to the Tigers, they've they've barely put a foot wrong. I know they had a couple of games where they still won where they didn't play too well, but they were still winning those games. So it's just like we haven't really seen Penrith lose in ages. So it's just it's incredible. wild. Like their lull, they still won by fucking still twenty won. points. Yeah. Okay. Now don't forget shoe grab. Make sure you head to shoe grab to get new shoes. Free delivery on all orders over ninety nine bucks. Head to their Instagram guys. They've got some great great uh, discounts and and it's not just on like you know the lower tier shoes. Some of the uh, discounts and that they've got on some of the best shoes you can get. Biggest marketplace for shoes in the country, guys. And also they've got, you know, uh, casual wear, active wear, plenty of stuff to buy. Two stores New South in uh, Melbourne and also in Sydney. Now, a reminder as well, use code CHANCE for free delivery when you spend $15 or more. You also go into the draw to win a $200 voucher for grand final weekend. So not only do you get free delivery when you spend 15 bucks or more with you use code CHANCE, you could have a $200 voucher for mm. a huge grand final spread. Yeah, that's a lot of menu log. That'd oh, my so God. Good. <laughs> that is so good. Um, now, let's get into it. Broncos v. The Warriors. <laughs> so keen. Mate, what a game this is going to be. And people that think that Broncos are just going to walk into a grand final, you're kidding yourselves. Yeah. Now, that's not to say that can they win 13-plus? For sure. Mm. But anyone that is so sure, I just don't understand that. Now, before the weekend, I could understand it. Before the, War- the Warriors defeated the Knights 40-10, I could get it because the Warriors versus the Panthers didn't even look close to them. And I yeah. understand they were missing SJ, but I don't think anyone saw how different they would look with SJ in the side. Oh, de- I mate, thought they'd be a little bit better. I tipped the, I tipped the Knights. Yeah. Um, the fact that they beat Knights 40 to 10 I understand the Knights weren't at their best I understand the Warriors were at home but as I've said all week long guys 
If the Broncos beat the Knights in week two of the finals, 40 to 10 at Suncorp, we would all be saying yep. that's a big, good, solid win for the Broncos. So why aren't we saying it for the Warriors? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, 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 don't know. I don't have an answer for you. So that just says to me that the Warriors are better than a lot of people are giving them credit for. for sure. Now, and people uh, are giving them credit for the fact that they started that game so ruthless and so aggressive. They were like three tries up. They were beating the clock. It was 18-0 or 14, whatever, to kick, miss the goals. Like, that was ruthless at yeah. the start of that game. It was ice cold. That's yeah. what it was. Ice cold. I cannot wait for this game. Now, in my heart of hearts, in my heart of hearts, without fear or worry that, you know, or understanding that, you know, things happen in rugby league, I believe Broncos play a noticeably better standard of rugby league than the Warriors, though. Mm. In saying all, like, everything I've just said with the Warriors, of course they can win it. Of course they can go through to a grand final. But if both teams played their best, I think the Broncos are at least two tries better than the Warriors. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think that across the board, they're just too powerful. Let's say, let's say you match the forward pack and you said the Broncos is just a little bit better. When you look across the back line, that's where I look at the Broncos and go, it's not even close. It's crazy to think that like the Broncos, not only are they well-balanced, like a lot of teams are well-balanced, like the Sharks are well-balanced, mm. but they're, they're well-balanced and just... Nine out, eight out of ten, nine out of ten in every point of the field. Well, you look, Reese Walsh, Selwyn Cobbo, was Corey Oates who got replaced by Jesse Arthurs. Corey yeah. Oates, obviously an Origin player. Yeah. You got centers. You got the RLPA team of the year center, Herbie Farnworth. Yeah. And then you got Tony Staggs Origin, on the other side, yeah. Origin player. You got Renault, obviously. You got Ezra Mann, one of the most exciting sixes in the competition, and and arguably, this year I would put him in maybe top three sixes of the season. Yep. Uh, then you've got obviously... Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah for sure. Because you've got, like, who, who wins Dally M6 of the year? Fuck, it could be him. It might be him. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's Wait, what I'm saying. That. True. And I think not, I think it's getting overlooked a lot of bit because of all the stars well, in the Broncos yeah. side. And maybe it's my Broncos bias talking, but tell me another six in the competition that has played substantially better than Ezra Mam this year. Yeah, you probably, you probably can't. Like, they'll probably, like, if Munster wins, you'd be like, whatever. But it's probably out of them two. Probably out of him... Munster. I mean, you, maybe you could argue Loy when he, but he's was obviously yeah. injured recently. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. so oh yeah, I reckon he's been right up there. So if they can put it together, I just don't know how the Warriors go with him for eighty minutes. Now I can definitely see the Warriors going with them for maybe forty to sixty minutes. But if the Warriors play another eighty-minute game like they did against the Storm, I just don't know how they go with them for that long. Yeah, I'm just not sure. Yeah, I agree. If the if the Broncos are are at their best, they're going to be very hard Extremely to beat. Extremely hard but to beat. We we've seen like the Broncos, they they chance their hand a lot. They've they they can they make, make mistakes errors and they can so. compound and then you can chase the scoreboard and then you can make more mistakes because mm. you're making big plays. Now the key for the Warriors though is their ball playing around the ruck. If they can get those big Broncos forwards moving laterally and creating spaces in between them, that can cause absolute nightmares for the Broncos because then all of a sudden they're on the back foot constantly. All of a sudden the big boys, they're having to run backwards constantly. They're always trying to get behind the ball, get behind the ball. That fatigues big, powerful forwards. Yeah. And that's the one thing that the Warriors have better than any team in the competition. It's their ball playing around the ruck, the mm. forwards. Wade Egan, Adam Fenor Blake, Tohu Harris. Like these guys are silky around the ruck. Mm. So that's what could cause problem for the problems for the Broncos. But what is so interesting is that you look at the Broncos, they are 80 minutes away, or let's just say 160 minutes away 
from creating their own legacy as players. Mm. And they just need to remember that the hype that is around them now are the same people that were absolutely destroying them only two or three years ago. Mm. The same people that are calling you heroes and the next generation and 90s Broncos and as good as team as we've ever seen in a Broncos jersey, they're the same people that were calling for a lot of your heads. Yeah, getting destroyed. Destroyed two or three years ago. So you shouldn't... So first of all, don't buy into the hype. Second of all, do it for your brother beside you because you all come through together. You all went through this, the tough times together. Yeah. Remember what it felt like when no one gave you a sniff. Remember what it felt like, all these people talking shit when you were working your ass off. Because when, if you remember that, then you'll, you'll know you're not playing for the headlines. You're not playing for the journalists and you're not playing. You are playing for the fans to a degree, but when you're out there in the battle, you're playing for your brothers beside you. Yeah. That's what the Broncos need to remember. I reckon, and I've actually, I've said this all year, and, and I think if they win the comp, it'll be obvious. I reckon that lull and that's a really weak word because it was a it was deplorable how much they fell off last year but i reckon that could win them the comp this year because they i reckon because of that there's no chance of them being complacent yeah that's what i reckon so. anyway i just the only worry is a they're so young b that was that finals performance was a better final performance arguably than any other Broncos team in week one of a finals now mm. i'm sure if they, look maybe you could go back to the 90s and find some sure but i personally can't recall in the last 10 to 15 years, yep. a Broncos team coming out and absolutely dominating the Melbourne Storm in a week one of the finals mm. or a Melbourne Storm equivalent side in week one of the finals. And I, I understand the Melbourne Storm used to be stronger or whatever. It still doesn't change the fact that they, they beat it a team nil. 26 nil <laughs> yeah. in, a, in, the, in also a lot of their first finals games yeah. or their second final game. Mm. It was an amazing performance. And so that's what makes this team so special. And it's honestly, if they do win the premiership, if they do, it's still so far away. But they may begin to challenge some of our better Broncos teams in the history. I mm. really believe that. Like, okay, do they have Darren Lockyer? Like, no. But they're getting into a, a an area where they are filled with origin players. Now, I know they're losing two of them. They're young as anything. They're exciting. And... They're doing it against, let's say they do beat the Panthers. If they did get to a finals, grand final, and they beat the Panthers, they would be beating one of the best teams we've ever seen in rugby league. Mm. That's an achievement, man. Mm. That's not something small. That's not going into a final against a team that just happened to fluke its way into it. Yep. Um, and I truly believe this that team is capable of that, for sure. I think they've got a special crop. I guess yep. the only concern is obviously Renault's a little bit older or yep. whatever, but it's a special, special crop. Like hearing Paddy talk to Fox League, the other night and just the little details that you could see him picking up on the Warriors side that he was talking about. I mean, not crazy stuff, but little things that you could hear from the Warriors perspective. If you can make a grand final, you could like the inroads you could make for rugby league in New Zealand could be nothing short of incredible because if you get into a grand final while the All Blacks are at a World Cup and you can equal ratings or equal hype, what does that say for the future of rugby league if the Warriors can be a, a juggernaut? Imagine this. Imagine the Warriors could become a premiership winner or premiership threat over the next four or five years. Imagine them what that will do for rugby league in New Zealand. Oh, my God, yeah. Think about it. Think about what we've seen, the scenes we've seen now. Now, imagine the club was consistently successful over the next 10 years. What would happen then? Imagine how many young players that would go to Union would come to league. Yeah. 
because that's obviously the problem. Like everyone wants to play rugby over there. Because the All Blacks. One of the big one of the big outliers was the All Blacks really wanted Nelson and Sofa Solomona back in the day. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was him, and he's one that went to league. And imagine if we could get like. 10 of him over the next 10 years. Mate, I'm not just talking be... about big front rollers. I'm just like, like all players that are like, that the All Blacks really, really want. I think it was Nelson. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure. But it's just an example. Like if we, like we're second over there. Rugby Union is obviously king over there. So yeah, what it would do, what it would do for uh, Rugby League in New Zealand would be monumental. Mate, it'd be so good. Could you imagine? Like think about this. If they make the grand final and SJ wins the M. It will be one of the greatest turnarounds for an individual player in the history of the game, in my opinion. For sure. Like, for sure. Tell me the last bloke that won a Dally M that at the start of the season literally could be dropped and not even make his side and also be told by the club you need to retire. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Though, like, the, one of the best Dally M story, I reckon, is, is the Todd Carney one. But that's, like, completely different. Like, he was – that was off-field stuff and he came back and it was awesome. Yep. But, like – SJ, like he did I, it the Roosters too. At the, yeah, yeah, exactly. SJ, most people thought he wouldn't even play this year. Like he'd, he'd be injured and he'd be just a passenger. Oh my god, it'd be the it'd be like, one of the best stories to ever grace this. We sport. were genuinely talking that they may have Metcalf and Tomato Martin in the halves. Yep, that's what we was like. If, if that was a possibility, the turnaround this guy's made is is truly one of the greatest stories in rugby league. To go from where he is to a potentially a Dally M and a grand final. Yeah. I challenge you to find a greater story in Dally M's history. Yeah. I challenge you to find it. And as you said, the Todd Carney one, he wasn't old. Yeah. It wasn't his form on the field. It was because off-field issues. Yeah. Sean Johnson, old, form on the field. He'd already been at the club and told to leave. Comes back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he literally 100%. was told to leave from the club. Yeah. He didn't choose to leave. They said, we don't want you anymore. Yeah. Comes back, gets to a grand final and wins a Dallium. One of the greatest stories in rugby league history, in my opinion. Yeah. And I don't know if we've had a Warriors player win a Dallium before. I'm not. Roger Tulvashek. But he, oh, he was playing for the Warriors then, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah he so was. he was the first Warriors player, which yeah. is uh, incredible. Um, but again, he's at the peak of his powers yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. all that stuff. And, and it was an amazing thing. But if SJ does it, one of the greatest stories in rugby league history. Unbelievable. And the, the exciting thing for Warriors fans, that don't be disappointed if you bow out this weekend no. because the team that you are building, imagine in a few years with Andrew Webster at the helm, mm. I just would be shocked if they just don't go from strength to strength. I'd be oh, shocked. that's for sure, yeah. Like there are going to be so many young kids now watching this whole hype around the Warriors that are like, I want to play for the Warriors. I don't want to go and play for the Broncos. I want to play for the Roosters or the Storm. I want to play for the Warriors. Yeah. That's powerful. For That's sure. powerful as anything. We spoke, spoke to their CEO a bit ago on Morning Glory with Matty Johns. They're putting things in place to make sure they can keep as many players as possible in New Zealand. Think about this. They're about to potentially make a grand final and they've got arguably no starters in the Kiwi side right now. Aside from SJ, but that's purely be from his form. Because mm. right now their front row would probably be, it would be Fisher-Harris, Leota, and Tarpanier at 13. True. Tohu Harris' body is so banged up, he can't even play yeah. end of season stuff. So he won't make that side because of, he, would, he would just choose mm. to step out from it. So you look at that side. This is a New Zealand Warrior side with one Kiwi international wow. starter, and he's only there because of the crazy turnaround. And yet this is what they're doing. Now imagine a New Zealand Warriors side with six Kiwi starters. Mm. Well, they could do 
what they could do then. Jeez. Imagine with Joey Manu. Mm. Imagine with Dylan Brown. You're right, because they'll want to go there now. Exactly. The young kid that is Joey Manu, he doesn't go to the Roosters. He goes to the, the Warriors because what's happening? Far out. I didn't think of it Imagine like that. Imagine Fisher Harris, a Leota, yep. Tarpane, all of these boys. Like there are you, you, you could the list goes on. The list goes on. So that's what's so exciting about this Warriors side. Yep. They're doing it with essentially no starters or put it this way none of them started in the last kiwi side yeah because it was hughes brown cheese manu yeah there, there you go, go. yeah there you Fire go out. like that's what we're witnessing right now if they if they get successful because basically what we should be happening at the warriors we should be when they run out it should be mostly new zealand international kiwi starters because look at the broncos what was the history of them? It was mostly Queensland representatives. Most Queensland Aussies, yeah. Exactly. So that should be what we should be looking at the Warriors. That's how good they should be. And if they do, imagine a Kiwi side rolling out every week, how much <gasps> they'd fucking tower teams up. Oh, my God. So that's that's the really, really exciting thing. Like, I just cannot wait to see the next few years for the Warriors. Mm. It's been an incredible year. And I love the fact that they've delivered in a finals game. Yeah. Because if they had gone out loss-loss, I guarantee you'd be like, nah, shit year, lucky, yeah. lucky draw, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. Yeah, it would have been a bit of a disaster yep. after the season for sure. Anyway. What else have we got? Oh, we've already spoke, spoke about the uh, morning glory, the methamphetamine, whatever. <laughs> anyway, that's us done and adjusted. As usual, we'll go fuck ourselves. Thank you. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.